Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, sitting on the black couch in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's uh, True Bobcast, episode six. Um, my co-host this evening is none other than Mickey, Marty, as I like to call him through our text messages. We're discussing all things True Detective, the hit show on HBO, the eight-part miniseries that has us captivated beyond belief. More so than uh, any TV show I can recall in recent memory. Uh, it's up there with uh, The Sopranos and Breaking Bad for me. Um, kind of sad that it's going to be ending in uh, two weeks. But basically, we're happy to celebrate episode six tonight. And it was a really great episode. Some key moments we found out why Marty and Rust uh, no longer uh, speak together and why their working relationship ended, as well as uh, many other uh, mysteries regarding the mythology so let's give Mickey a call, see how he's feeling this evening. Talking about True Detective here on the Bobcast. Mickey, welcome back to the Bobcast. This week we're talking another true Bobcast series. We're talking about episode six. How do you feel this evening? Well, I gotta be honest with you. I've only viewed episode six once as compared to the multiple viewings of every previous episode. That's okay. It's so, fresh uh, It's fresh in my mind. I watched it this morning actually before work, and I gotta tell you, True Detective during the daytime is rather creepy. Yeah, there was some flash in the pants creepiness this week, and uh, a lot of chat on the internet addressing the misogynistic part aspect of the whole situation. Uh, rather two-dimensional characters as far as women go, but it's really? kind of what, what did you... Uh, what did you read on the internet? Actually, you know what? We're going to get to that because I think I know the scene that you're talking about. But tonight on True Bobcast, I want to start off first with uh, the first scene where uh, Marty's in the jail with the two young boys. And I want to know how you felt about uh, that uh, scene and the action that followed. i got to be honest. I think that was a little generous of one uh, Marty Hart there. Uh he could have sent them to the bank, had them do a little bid and get, you know, tortured in there, but he chose to take the law into his own hands and further represent his duality when it comes to uh, preservation of chastity and, and women, and, and, and he just crosses lines and builds walls, and it's, 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 a, it's a dual nature that is basically the heart of the show. Yeah, one of the things uh, that I really thought it was an episode for Marty and uh, the part where Marty's uh, going to go get a T-Mobile phone and he sees the fox and the hound in the distance and then he meets the girl uh, that he met at the Bunny Ranch earlier. And I couldn't help but to think to myself how Cole was saying to him, um, you know, that uh, it's all about revolutions and repeating yourself. And this was Marty making the same mistake, putting his marriage in jeopardy. Uh yeah, I thought that scene was great. I, I love how Marty, she was like, would you like some bourbon? And like Marty looked over at her and just knew that he was about to fuck up again. Uh, 
And then uh, I, I get the episode, you know, we, we talk about Marty for a little bit, and there's this great scene with Cole talking with this, uh, I guess, uh, uh, she's a mother of three, I gather. He's talking about SIDS, and he realizes that, you know, she's full of shit, and she's been murdering these people, and he delivers the line, um, you know, if you can find a way, you should kill yourself. And I remember looking at my wife and just being like, wow, man, that is so dark. Yeah, dark indeed. I totally got the chills at that. And, you know, but you bring up a... You made me think right there, and I, I got to be honest, upon viewing this episode, I was like, oh, this doesn't stack up to all the other ones. I'm like, this isn't as good. But I think that the reason why is because I've only seen it once, and, like, I've seen every other episode at least six times. It's like I eat them up, and I think if you watch this a couple of times, there's going to be things popping out. And, like, that, that line was just the best. Dude. It was so dark. That's so dark. So dark. <laughs> So, uh, so then, uh, Cole leaves and then, uh, you know, this is the part where Marty's like not backing them up. They're starting to have a riff in their relationship because Cole's continuing on with the investigation. Um, I, I love when he hands him the report and he's like, Marty, do me a favor. Would you tap this up? <laughs> that was so great, dude. And then he's like, uh, like they go into a whole thing where he's like, you're nothing without me. You're nobody without me. Uh, you know, I produce the stats. You do the reports. Do you think that... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, the arrogance really just creeps out of uh, Rust. You know, after all them years of working together, I guess all that shit he talked, not ever landing on heart, got got, got the better of him, man. I, can, I mean, I can relate to that. Some of my own personal relationships with, like, artist friends and stuff like that, it's like if you keep giving them the golden goose and they don't share the eggs, so Cole begins his journey and he goes back and he's been he talks with the preacher the one that was out in the revival tent he's already been at the school and then he goes to see uh, the man uh, the gray haired man I think his name's Tuttle right well, he goes to so he goes to the former minister the minister gives him some bullshit story about the funding being taken out of these schools and uh, Cole shown the tax man which is weird because they call, they call Cole the tax man in the beginning, and then he's like, I've been searching for your taxes. I can't find any reports. And then the other kid comes in, and uh, he's like, yeah, my friend will show you. And he's like, no, I'll come back in another time. And it's just like, oh, my God. And then later, when Cole gets suspended from uh, the CID, he, um, you know, he says just the fact that he's been back in there and putting a fire under that guy's ass is suspicion enough that he's complaining. So I thought that, that was cool that they're trying to put that together. It, it, this episode to me is definitely setting up things to come. Uh, speaking of uh, Marty, Marty goes home and he thinks everything's great, and he's got this great scene where he's eating what, Mickey? Uh, what the hell is he eating there? Uh, what the heck? I forget what he was eating, man. He's like, this is this is the best spaghetti out there. He loves the spaghetti, and uh, he has a great line of uh, dialogue which I wrote down. He's like, uh, what are we watching here? Uh, dumb blondes in Cracker Country? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I was a little drunk too when I saw it. Uh, you know, I had to watch it late night. I was at a show, but yeah, I was a little drunk. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, repeated viewings of it throughout the week to, to catch all the clues. Well, maybe you could do one thing for me when you watch it again later this evening. Find out who said the line, the alligators are swimming all around us. 
that was a great uh, line of dialogue here on the Bobcast. It's 9.08. We're talking all things True Detective. True Bobcast. True Bobcast. <laughs> so then, you know, she she catches wind of the fact that uh, Marty's having an affair. And uh, she finds some solicit, uh, with some photographs of uh, the girl B in his phone. And uh, she decides to go get revenge. She goes out to a bar, just like Don Draper's wife in Mad Men, trying to get laid. And then she decides not to go with this geek. And instead visits none other than Crash Cole. So the one thing I loved even before this this scene that we're going to get to, but we get into Russ's apartment. The lights are out. The bottle of Jameson's on the table. There might be some vodka over there by the kitchen counter. He's got the flashlight and the antlers and like the yeah. demon catchers, and he he hits the light against the wall, and it's just like this awesome piece of like cinematography where like you get the the feeling that he's becoming Crash and like he's trying to take this like case to the next level, getting back into the swing of things of being a raging alcoholic, and then there's a knock at the door. And none other than who? Mickey, I'll let you take it from here. How's the scene go? Because I know you remember this part. Yeah, I totally remember this part. In Saunter's Maggie, one uh, Marty, Marty Hart's wifey, and, and she begins to manipulate and, you know, push and pull Marty, or push and pull uh, Ross into, you know, feeling bad for himself and looking for a little companionship. With her, I don't know. I don't know how she triggered it him to even do that. That was the that was the most manipulative scene I think in the whole entire show. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, he, you know, he gets all revved up and he just turns her around and you know goes to town on that for like thirty seconds. And funny, everyone on the internet saying that that's why he's such a pissed off guy because he can't last more than thirty seconds with a broad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, she she went and did that because I think she wanted to hurt Marty's feelings by doing with someone that he knew. But I never thought in a million years she would rat out Cole like that quick. And like that's when Cole's like, "What are you doing here?" And he kicks her out of the place. Um, no, no, I I think he uh, I, she told him that she was gonna tell Hart mm-hmm. that shit. That's why he kicked her out. Yeah, yeah it was it bizarre. Know. It was bizarre, and like yeah, it goes. It goes back to a moment that she was. It was like sincere, you know. You know, he thought it was real, but then she told him that it was all just to, to fuck over. Fuck, <laughs> you know. That's so messed up, man. I, you know, I feel like a lot that the show has been trying to say has been expressed in that episode, but like really compound. Like you're saying, like the revolutions, everything's happening over again. Even talking about it now, I didn't think about it, but bringing it up, like everything's happening again in this episode. That's already happened, but it's like so much more volatile, so much more effect, affecting those that, that happens to it. I think the next two uh, episodes are going to be crazy. Um, you know, everyone's favorite 2010 buzzword, the penultimate episode next week, a.k.a. the second to last episode. It's just going to set up for a fucking triple strike frame 10, 300 game close out for episode 8 it's going to be great you know just to get back to Maggie real quick the scene where uh, Cole returns the lawnmower and I figured I cut your grass Marty that scene 
really said it all to me. <laughs> Remember when Marty takes him outside, he's like, if I want to cut my grass, I'll cut my own motherfucking grass. But, uh, yeah, definitely that, to me, was like uh, Cole mowing the lawn again in that scene. Uh, the, the fact that Cole shows back up at the police station, and then Marty's at it again. He's taking off the fucking gloves. He's taking off, I mean, like, he's taking his uh, gun out. He's taking off his uh, shirt, you know, jacket. Goes outside. Um, and, and this happens pretty quick. The fight begins. Some blows are uh, thrown. And then um, Marty runs after Cole. And Marty jumps into the back of Cole's pickup truck and knocks out his uh, back headlight. So then Marty gets up, you know, they're screaming at each other, and there is, like, what happened in 2002. It's the reason why they're not together no more. And then it just, we're back in the car with Marty. It's in the present day, 2012. We're riding. We're hearing somebody honking the horn. We know it's Cole. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And this scene was awesome because this is the first time in the whole series that we've seen him in the present day. And the thing that I thought of, like, given, like, the whole story now unfolding is that even though, I mean, Marty fucked, uh, I mean, Cole fucked Marty's wife, and, like, basically, still, Marty sticks up for Cole. Go back to this, the previous episode where he's like, you know, if Cole ain't, if he ain't getting the reading on you, he was getting the drop on y'all, you know what I mean? Like, he still backs Cole up as someone, like, he trusts, which is crazy, dude. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about that. You got to understand, they're still trying to preserve that OG lie, though, at the same time about what happened with Lindu out in the bayou. Uh, so, they're, I mean, they still got to stick to that gun, and they still got to, you know, they still got to make it seem like that's kosher. And, again, I don't think they ever let the two new cops know that Rust bag, Mark, Maggie. Maggie doesn't even let them know. Yeah, it's crazy. So let me ask you a question. Where do you think uh, the story's going to go? Well, now that uh, we're up to date now, Cole's like, uh, how about I buy you a beer? And then he walks away and he's like, better yet, you buy me a beer or something? Yeah, what was that even about? Does that just mean that Cole's like a broke piece of shit or that Marty owes him one? Or what was the, what was the underlie behind that? I wonder. Who knows, but well, uh, let's not forget that Marty loads his gun directly thereafter. But we do know because of next week's previews that um, they're sitting at a bar again together. Same thing, Revolutions. Right when Marty was at his lowest, he's like, you know, I gotta go do go do this job. It's a crazy shit, dude. The show is just beyond good. It's uh, definitely gonna go down as probably one of the best uh, miniseries. Do you agree, Mickey? Uh, it, unless they end it like with some Dexter unsatisfactory the ending is what's going to make it you know as a mystery he, I don't think you should try to guess at the ending I mean yeah it's fun uh, I'll give my little what I think is going to happen uh, but I think it's a really great show and everyone seems to love it um, for some reason the hype just reached up a, a, like a pinnacle though after last week's episode that it, it must have been hard to try to top that last episode. And, and subtly, you know, this week wasn't better than that. You know what I mean? It wasn't better, obviously. No. But, but, um, but like, after talking it out, like what we're doing now, it, it totally was an awesome episode. You know, it, it still delivered. It hit all cylinders. But um, where's it going to go? Let's say uh, I, 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 I have a feeling that next year's 
installment of this anthology will will also reference this yellow king. So I don't, I don't think that's ever going to come to. Uh, so what you're saying, so what you're saying is the the story never ends; it just keeps going. That's an interesting thing here on the True Bobcast. <laughs> the Yellow King mythology continues. Yeah, I don't think the Yellow King is a big bad. Um, they might they might catch like some, you know what I mean? They they might come across another Ladue. Like maybe Tuttle will be like a Ladue redo, so to speak. Like she <laughs> might be the symbolic, you know representation of the, the cult or whatever that's out there because there's definitely something going on but i feel like as in the king in yellow the yellow king is going to be like an off-screen kind of you know scream inducing nightmare and the man in the scar tall man like what the fuck is that where like that two episodes there's no way they're gonna pull that guy out of the out of the, out of the woodwork i just hope that the show is able to surprise me as it has each and every week You've been listening to the True Bobcast. My guest tonight was Mickey. Mickey, any uh, final closing thoughts? I think that time is a flat circle. <laughs> uh, nah, man. Tune in the True Bobcast. Every other, every other, uh, as often as possible. Love you. Stay down, Marty. Stay down. Nice hook. <laughs> nice hook, Marty. True Thank Bobcast. Marty. Episode six. Spoilerific. My name's Bob. It's been another episode of Bobcast. 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 Bobc